23-20. Lakers got an early lead over the Nuggets. Aaron Gordon with six points already. See, it's like every time you think someone else is going to step up, no, no. And then it's Contavious Caldwell Pope with 10. So right now it's the Aaron Gordon and Contavious Caldwell Pope show out in L.A. Not loving that, guys. I need uh, Jokic to score some points. Good start, though, for the King, the greatest player ever to step foot yep. on a floor uh, in the National Basketball Association. King James is 4-5 or five from the floor, 2-2 two two from three. He's got 12 points, only one assist. I don't want to see him pass the ball tonight. I just want to see King James have a vintage King James-type game. How great would it be if LeBron like went out there and scored 62 in a Lakers win? Then I don't even care if they get beaten five, right? Like, I just want to see a vintage yeah. LeBron game. He goes down fighting tonight. <laughs> he gives us something to talk about. Because this is – He would I mean, Well, yeah. I mean, it would win me some money, and I want the Lakers to – Hey, Nick said it best. Like, we need these series to be extended. I am not waiting a full 10 days for the NBA Finals. I need We're going to have a lot of time without basketball. We're going to have a lot of time without basketball. I don't need it to be prolonged even more right now and have a couple of sweeps. No, no, no. Like, I would love to see Boston make this a series, guys. It, preferably, at least we go to six games so then I could find a hedging opportunity where I could bet Miami. Because the problem is if I just bet Miami outright tomorrow and try to make my money back, my Boston money, Boston will show up and win that game. And then if I go back to it in game five, maybe they show up. I don't know. I should be ready to write them off, but for some reason, and I even just said it when we were doing uh, Change My Mind Monday, that they're going to get swept, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like they might win tomorrow night. I think you're you're kind of you got like uh, Stockholm syndrome. You got yeah. this like <laughs> you just won't give it up. You know, you keep just going back to the well on it. And I understand because yeah. you've got how many units do you have on Boston to to win it all? Only like, well, no, 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 not even to win it all. We just need them to get to the West. And then we're rooting for the. Then we're Nuggets fans because we got the Jokic ten to one Finals MVP. We got so how many units do you have on Celtics to come out of the East? Here, you know what? We're at home. I'll just tell you right now. Yeah, about eight. I bet it about eight times. Ooh, didn't you learn your? Well, I guess you did it the same time you were betting Milwaukee, right? Or was this after? I mean, no, no, no. It was like. Yeah, I mean, because the thing that worried me about Milwaukee all season long, one month into the season, Giannis's usage rate was unlike anything we've ever seen in league history. And I was like, he's going to burn himself out. This reminds me yeah. of the Eastern Conference Finals season a couple of years ago where they should have won it, but they got bounced by Toronto, and they had a 2-0 series lead. And then Giannis just looked completely gassed. He couldn't hit a free throw to save his life. And I was like, that's what's going to happen here. That was my concern is if they did see Miami in the playoffs – is that, like, that was the worst, obviously, the worst matchup for them. I think Milwaukee's probably in the finals if they see any other team except for Miami, which wouldn't have been the case because Miami's still playing basketball right now. But Spolster just has always been able to figure them out, you know, like in the bubble a couple of years ago. And um, that was just, that was worst-case scenario. It was the Bucks seeing them. So I kept playing Boston and I kept playing Milwaukee because I couldn't make the case for any other team in the East. You guys, I kept Maybe you're the mush. To- down on Philadelphia at a 12 to 1 price. You guys talked me out of that. Thank God you're like, no. Harden will choke in the playoffs and Bede won't show up. Yep. You guys were right. He went from averaging 33 points per game in the regular season to only 23 in the playoffs. But I did not see this from Miami. I thought I, I thought that they would be a tough out for Milwaukee. Like that series would go six or seven. But when Tyler Hero, when you lose him game one, there goes 20 points per game in your secondary score. 
I didn't think they had any shot. So yeah, a lot of Boston, a lot of Milwaukee, and I'm going to be out a lot of money, unfortunately, unless I get a nice little hedging opportunity and it doesn't look like I'm going to get that. No, here's I how tonight might so. be. Here's how tonight might be going for the Lakers. One LeBron James has 18 points. Now he's six of eight, three of three from three. He also tried to throw an alley-oop. That was actually a shot that went in the basket and it was a three. So that, that may be the side right there as to what the Lakers are going to have. It's why I like the Lakers tonight in this, uh, but they're not coming back. No one's coming back. I, I don't know if we'll ever have an opportunity for a team to come back from a 3-0 deficit in the NBA. I know that we've had it in baseball before. I know we've had it in hockey. It just feels so insurmountable in basketball. Yeah, and mm-hmm. LeBron is looking like he's on a mission. He really does. He is more aggressive than he's been in many, many moons. But listen, man, like they take their foot off the gas. That's what the Lakers have done. When they get up, like you can't allow any other team, and they do allow them a lot of daylight. And the the Nuggets just haven't made shots. Like they haven't made a ton of outside shots. I just watched two bricks back-to-back, one Jamal Murray, one KCP, and it's like they're just getting kind of lucky right now, like you said. LeBron James has an alley-oop that turns into a three. Is that luck going to continue all game? I know this first quarter bet that I took is dead, but I think that the Nuggets are still alive. That's three and a half. Oh, hey, Nick, really quick to go back to that. Did you ever think that you would see a 16 beat a one in the NCAA tournament? You know, I thought if you had to ask me, and maybe this is revisionist yeah. history, but I feel like I would have yeah. said this at the time. I would say there's a better chance of that happening than a team coming back from a 3-0 deficit in the NBA playoffs only because it's one game and just weird stuff happens in one game. Uh, But I may also be saying that now because it has happened. So, you know, sometimes you can do that and you're not actually like in that spot. Uh, But you're right. I mean, I I get where you're going with this. There certainly is a chance. No, no, no. I I wasn't even – yeah, I wasn't even going to play devil's advocate. I was going to say like if you asked me that question though 15 years ago, I would have said absolutely no chance, man, because college hoops – like, we knew the players. Guys stayed for four years, three, four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we knew the top seeds. And there was just no chance that this small little 16 seed was ever going to beat a one. Like, when you think of those teams back in the day, those Kentucky teams, those Duke teams with Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner and Grant Hill. Growing up, I don't think we, we ever would have saw it. But college hoops has just changed so much. Changed so much. You know, now with these mid-major teams, these small schools – Guys don't stay for four years anymore. There's a lot of one-and-dones. And like you said, it's like a fluky one-and-done situation. So it's just changed so much. I'm kind of with you on the NBA. Like, yeah, it should have happened by now. I don't know that we ever see it. But I don't know why we see it in hockey and why we see it. we've seen it in baseball. I don't know what the difference is in basketball. It's just like these teams go down 3-0 and they're just dead, man. Puck luck is LeBron a thing, I guess, in hockey. LeBron has 21-26. Yeah, I mean, it, this is going to be the LeBron show. Everybody else has – Davis has four. Everybody else has two. This is it's, – it's LeBron's night. And maybe, you know what? Yep. Here's the thing. If LeBron brings the Lakers back from a 3-0 deficit, is he the GOAT, Ryan? As a Chicago Bulls fan, as a Jordan guy, is he the GOAT? Yeah. If he comes <laughs> back, yes. I'm going to say yes, man. With this roster, because, like – yeah, I, I, I see our Chicago return in the chat here. I know I hate that I have to say it, but yeah, if he comes back from a 3 nothing deficit, if this is the first team to ever do so, he's going to have to yep. throw the team on his back. He has 21 points here in the first quarter isn't over yet. I'm going to have to say yes, man, because, I mean, Jordan, I love him, but he did have Pippen, even a beat-up Pippen towards the end, that final run. 
He had Kukoc, who's a very underrated player and a Hall of Famer, people forget. And uh, Phil Jackson was the head coach. You know what I mean? Like, he, he didn't have Rui and D'Angelo Russell and Lonnie Walker Thank and Austin. You. Thank so, you. Thank yes. you. But I don't think that's going to happen, so Jordan still remains yeah. the GOAT. I don't think that's happening. Because if it does, then Trista's going to lose her mind. She's been hiding in her jacket for the last two minutes since we talked about that. Uh, but it's not going to happen anyway, though. The Lakers are up 34-28. Uh, about a second to go. You got a couple of free throws yeah. going on here. Uh, BetMGM tonight. You can watch us on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. We're on YouTube. So ESPN put out their uh, football power index, which is essentially what they, they, they call it their FBI to take the three letters, see how they do it there. Uh, it's just a ratings projection model about NFL teams. Who's going to win divisions? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win how many games? Blah, 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 all that. Everybody's got projections out there now. Some work, some doesn't. Uh, the robots are taking over little by little. So it's interesting because the FPI for ESPN has Kansas City as the number one team in their football power index rankings, but they actually like the Eagles, who lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, if you remember, now is the Super Bowl favorites. But that makes sense when you look at the path that the Eagles would have, who really improved this offseason. I mean, the Eagles added more depth on defense, a ton of talent. They're basically the Philadelphia uh, Bulldogs now. Half of Georgia's on, uh, defense is on that roster. And the NFC is the Eagles, the 49ers, without a true setup situation at quarterback. And then another tier down, and maybe it's the Cowboys, and I, I guess the Lions, and who knows who else. Meanwhile, the AFC could be 10 teams deep. So I, I think it makes sense, and I, I think there is a very good chance, though, that we do have a rematch of Chiefs-Eagles in the Super Bowl again because it may be a tough path for the Chiefs, but they are as good as any team is in the NFL. Yeah, and in the NFL, it obviously just comes down to health, especially when we're talking about these two teams because if the Chiefs were to lose Patrick Mahomes or the Eagles were to lose Jalen Hurts, they'd both be yeah. screwed, which is funny because, like, last year, the first 15, 14 weeks of the season before Jalen's injury – he was the favorite to be the MVP of the league. Obviously, Mahomes ends up winning the MVP. I have no problem with that. But up to that point, there were people that were still calling Jalen Hurts a system quarterback, saying, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's the Sirianni offense, even though Sirianni wasn't even calling the plays. And then Jalen went down, and they were a mess with Gardner Minshew taking over. They couldn't win a football game or score a touchdown without Jalen on the field. But I think you make a good point. I mean, the Chiefs are favored in every single game, which I find to be crazy this season in the AFC. The Eagles are only dogs right now and maybe two. They're a pick in another, so three games possibly. But they have the easier path. Like, we were doing this on our Curtin Long podcast today, rating the top five teams <laughs> coming into the season in the AFC compared to the NFC. And we just got done, you know, on a uh, Change My Mind Monday. You know, Scott brought up the question of, are the Jets a playoff team? And the price is minus 160. They could be a 12-13 win team. Or they could be a 7-6 win team. We don't know because the AFC's loaded. Like, where are the Chargers with Justin Herbert and all that talent? Even the teams that were on the bottom last year, the Denver Broncos now have Sean Payton, and they have maybe Russell Wilson on a bounce back year, and they have a really good defense. You know, even the Miami Dolphins, can Tua stay healthy? If he can, they have all those weapons. I really like Mike McDaniel. Uh, the defense improved. In the NFC, maybe Dallas is going to be a 12-win team. We expect San Francisco to be really good. I know they expect to be really good. They think they should have actually beat Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game. They feel robbed because they had to do it without a starting quarterback. But I think the easier path is obviously Philadelphia because the NFC is a mess. Like, rank the top 10 quarterbacks in the AFC, then rank the top 10 quarterbacks in the AFC. What's the harder exercise? In the NFC, we know Dak could play. We know Jalen can play. Now we're looking at, like, Kirk Cousins, 
We're talking about like Justin Fields. We don't even know what he is yet. In the AFC, you have Herbert. You know, you have Mahomes. And then it's just, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough path. So I think the Eagles are probably set up for more success here the next couple of years. But that's hard to say because the Chiefs have Mahomes and he's the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. And Andy Reid's the best play caller, I think, of all time as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I think obviously the number tells you everything that you need to know. Kansas City plus 650. Like Philadelphia has the, the easiest path to get to the Super Bowl. But once Kansas City gets to the Super Bowl, they're going to be favored in pretty much every matchup unless there's some health issues with Kansas City. Like it's just – it's Mahomes, it's Andy Reid. And as long – I think really for me it's Travis Kelsey too. As long as Travis Kelsey's as productive as he's been, even though he's like a little bit older, like he's the key to me. As soon as he starts declining in his production, I'm going to be more suspect about Kansas City. But as long as he's as dominant as he's been, especially in postseason play, he's just a monster in the playoffs. Like his props were not just for touchdowns, not just for yards, not just for receptions, but all of it, pretty much automatic locks. And that's what gets Kansas City to become as like dangerous as they've been, in addition to the coaching and the other weapons that they have. Like their running game's not great. Their defense is kind of up and down. I think they come to play defensively when they have to. Philadelphia is certainly the more complete team, but I still trust Kansas City more. You know what's crazy really quick, guys, is when you think – oh, I'm sorry. When you think about, like, the history, like, back in the day, like, the AFC title game, we always expected it was either going to be Baltimore or, like, a sneaky team, or we were going to get Peyton Manning against Tom Brady. And people would always say Brady has the easier path in the AFC to the Super Bowl. Now it's the complete opposite. We're like, the NFC was always a bloodbath. That's why Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl appearance. He has to go through San Francisco, you know, uh, the Giants with Eli and that NASCAR defense. Whereas in the AFC, it was always like Brady had to get past Manning, uh, Trent Dilfer. And now it's completely flipped. The AFC is way more loaded. Yep. Uh, your, your Jets are sixth, by the way, in this. So it goes Chiefs one, Bills two, Eagles three. In terms of this is just FPI for team, not Super Bowl winner, because it's two different things given the path like we went over, you know, all that. Uh, Bengals four, 49ers five, Jets six. The Chargers are in there at seven ahead of the Cowboys. Just about the same, though, at plus three. They've got pretty much the same rating along with the Dolphins. Then all the way down there after the Dolphins at 10, it's the Ravens, Lions, Jags. So a lot of AFC teams at the very top of these rankings, and I think rightfully so. Uh, I mean, my hope is that everybody. (laughs) Either one of you guys, either one of you guys. Well, listen, when I agree, sometimes there's delays. We don't get to sit in the same room today. So it makes things just a little bit different. All right. 